And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild shot goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Hello, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. I hope we've all calmed down um, from, from the weekend. Um, we will. We've got a game to preview. We're going to talk about QPR on Saturday afternoon, which is as big a game as last week was, um, and we. will have a nod back to the last week to see how how we how we how we currently feel tonight. Mick is with us. How are you doing, Mick? All good, mate. Thank you. You very very good. Yes, and Tom's back with us. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I was looking forward to trying my hand of getting Glastonbury tickets, but um, no, two week two week postponement now. So gonna have to set up the Excel spreadsheet for two weeks from now again, <laughs> which has annoyed me. Just wasted wasted an hour of my day, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> Um, let's first of all go back, Mick. Um, let's go back to last week where there was a lot of strong words about the performance, about the situation, about potentially Matt Taylor's job. What, what, four days, whatever it is, three or four days after the event and four days after we last spoke. How are you feeling? Where are you at? Have you calmed down? Is the performance not as bad as what you thought? Was it as bad as you thought? Where are you? Um, I'm still, I'm still frustrated. I'm still annoyed at the, at the level of performance. I don't think that's going to go away. I'm, I'm concerned and worried about the um, away form as we have been for the whole of the season. So, um, in, in that sense, I don't think I've changed my mind. I don't think. I know we we spoke. We were we were talking before we came on, and, uh, and then I'll let Tom discuss what he, his views were on, or what his views are now on Sunday. Uh, Matt hadn't changed. Um, I just feel the performance was unacceptable, and we covered it and covered it and covered it. I've listened to the podcast back this week, and mm. we did cover it 
quite a few times <laughs> throughout yeah. the evening. So I don't want to go too deep into it. Obviously, there's been some discussions um, or some some PR coming out of the club. Um, Not much. With well, there has been today with the interviews with Matt Taylor, which I'm sure we can come on to. But uh, yeah. he's under pressure. Is the lad? He's under pressure. His job is uh, his job is at risk at the moment. I think. Yeah, yeah Tom, are you how going to let me know um, where you, where you are at with <laughs> Rotherham United at the minute? Uh it's it's still not good. Let's be honest. It is it is still not good. But having I think calm down. I think until we start talking about it and we all get riled up again. Um, look, I, I just the way that I see it now is is we we can talk as as much as we want about the away form, and we can talk as much as we want about how pathetic it was because God's sake, it's pathetic. Our away our away form, our away performances are, are god awful. Um, but we, we've got to remember how good we've been this season at home as well. I know that this is such a... I'm grasping at the littlest of straws here. But we have been so, so good at home to the point where we've matched Leicester, Norwich, uh, should have beaten Preston, the likes of Preston, um, Blackburn, teams that we should really, you know, should have gotten points against. I know that we didn't, which is, again, a really bad point. Um, but the, these results all came and performances all came through Taylor and I, I know that people are going to say, well, it don't matter. It's the team and and whatnot. And you're right, and they'd be absolutely right. It is the team, but in the same breath, you've got to take into consideration that how crap we were on Saturday is as much down to the team and the players as it is Taylor. You can keep going forwards and backwards with blame and how poor everyone was on the day and this, that, and the other. But end of the day, I think the reason why a lot of the fans are calling for Taylor's head, and I think justifiably so as well, is due to his comments, um, which are not good. Uh, I think we can all see that they are not they are not good comments. They are not comments of a club that are together. They are not comments of a club that doesn't have a little bit, bit of toxic, toxicity running through it. Um, so in that regard, I completely understand and I, I'm kind of with people in that regard. But at the same time, you know, you've got to, you've got to take the good with the bad, and it's been really bad. But it's also been good at, at a lot of points. Um, so yeah, I do. I still stand by my point. I think Saturday is all or nothing um, for Taylor in particular. Um, but we we have just got to remember how good it has been and how good it can be. Yes, away form is is awful, but that home form is the form of a team who is together, who is under their manager. It's, I don't know what happens away. We can talk about this forever. I do not know what happens away, but take that home form. And if we put that home form and take even 70% of it away, then we'll match 70% of the teams uh, in this division. Simple as. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Graham Lindley says, evening chaps, hopefully about this weekend. John Hensley says, good evening all. Well, it's four days since we capitulated to the truffle div- dig- digging snort beasts. And I've thought by now it would have calmed down, but I haven't. I'm still fuming. Terry Finley only wants positive vibes tonight. We'll... Sorry, Terry. We've watched any Rotham games recently. Terry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll do his best. Um, Mark Gamble says, evening lads, still angry. Matt Taylor's comments to Rido Dido haven't helped. Hope this isn't a way of saying he's got broad shoulders. Other comments ill-advised. We may as well start there, Mick, um, because this is mm. in preview to Saturday's game at QPR. 
10 minute interview. It's a standard, it was a standard stuff that you get um, in terms of pre match presser. Um, I like it when Staten asks the question. I really like Rob Staten in terms of when, he, when he's a journal because he'll just ask the question straight. There's no bum for fluff. You know, when we speak to Matt Taylor or anybody else, there's a bit of bum for a bit of fluff. Yeah, Staten yeah. just goes for the question, asks the question. I, I always like that. Um, I asked him directly, what are your thoughts on Matt Taylor's comments today? Um, and how he, he, like you say, he's under pressure. And I imagine they're difficult interviews to, to participate in when you are, your job's under threat. They're going to be on because he's he's got to try and put forward that uh, that air of of still being in charge and and uh, you know getting on business as normal kind of thing. Um, I think that the the thing that sort of sticks sticks out in my mind is that we all know and we've talked about it on already this evening and and on podcasts throughout the whole of this season that there's a, a massive massive um, gap between home and away performances. And he doesn't seem to address that as being being an issue. He kind of, in his in his interviews, he just talks about it on a game by game basis. Whether we're at home or away, appears to have no. He doesn't seem to acknowledge what we can all see. Does that make sense? I don't know whether that's making sense or not. And all he talks about is is, is the individual game. We we didn't turn up on Saturday, you know, um, against. Oh, sorry, on Sunday. Um, we didn't turn up against Millwall. We didn't. You know, not the fact that there's a massive disconnect between the two um, the two venues that we play at, if you like. Mm. So it's clear. We said it. We've talked about it. All the fans are talking about it. There's a massive issue between home and away form, uh, home and away performances. Sorry, and and he seems to be kind of kind of ignoring that, which is a bit weird. Um, the rest of it is just sort of. I don't know him trying to paper over the cracks, perhaps, um, of the fact that he probably don't know how to get out of this. I don't know. Difficult, isn't it? I, I don't put too much stall in what he tells the press or what he tells us, to be honest with you, to what happens behind the closed doors of the training ground that's that's important. Um, yeah. And we don't really get an insight into that, do we? We don't. And I think that's right. I think that's right, Tom, that we, we don't because it's, you know, I what you do in your job is private to your job, and, and and I think that's the same applies to football. But we can all tell if if it's working. That's the thing with football; we can tell if he's not if it is issue away from and he hasn't sorted it out. We all can all see that. And mm. I, I would love to know what he's tried. I would love to know what he's gone through to try to fix the problem. Mm. Um, but it's in its simplest it's able. It is going to cost him his job potentially if he doesn't sort it out and sort it out sharpish because we can we could beat. QPR, we might pick up as against some of Rich, but say right now, I am certain we're going to lose to Watford next week, and that's just how we're all, we're all going into these away games. Even if you mentioned to me, it's only Sheffield, it was only Sheffield last week. We only went nine miles down the road. It was basically a home game. So, yeah. what is the difference? You're only saying right because there's lots of lots of fan opposition fans in the stadium. Is that why we're losing? It, it's just crazy. Yeah, I, there was some something he spouted the other week about. It being the pitch was too sh narrow, or the pit, our pitch was narrower, and yeah. therefore because there was an extra two inches on every other away pitch that we can't cover the space. I think we discussed it on mm. on uh, Sunday, but I, I I never I never ever understood it. Why? I mean, is it home comforts? Would you rather? I don't know. If put it put it in put it in everyday life, would you rather work at your home office or if you get 
boosted to London? Would you want to work there? Would you work as efficiently? I don't know. It's it's weird. It's 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 almost like something does need to change in regards to how we prepare for away games, whether or not that's um, motivation-wise, tactics-wise, setting up not to lose, setting up to... Well, I think that's what we do now, actually. I think we set up not to lose, and I think that's mm. the issue. Yeah. I don't think... I think we're so... It's gotten to a point now where I, I believe we're so terrified of losing away that we just don't want to. Therefore, we don't set up to to win we set up to not lose which i think is our downfall because at home it's it's almost like all the players will go well bugger it if we don't if we can't win then you know if we can't if you know we may we may as well try and not lose today and then away they're thinking well god forbid we lose away because we've lost Mm -hmm. so many times away it's it's i don't know if it's mentality thing i don't know if it's a preparation thing it's because it's not the same. <laughs> I'm confusing myself because it's not the same. The mentality <laughs> thing is it's not, it's not the same players as it was last season. Therefore, it, yeah. how can it be a mentality thing? But then also, it's is it tactics because it's the same manager, but then we don't always appear to play the same way away. We always seem to play different formations, different kind of... We change mid-game sometimes. It's mm. it's baffling. It's, it's honestly baffling. You don't see it with many other clubs where they have such a long stretch of... of, of form whether it's home or away a form where you're just you know going into it that you are gonna lose as fans it, it makes no sense and it, like the comments has just been said it's, it does seem like we don't have an identity at home we do away we don't and maybe it's that maybe it's a case of the players have been told one thing to do at home which they're happy with they're comfortable with and then as soon as they're told to do a, another thing away their minds can't comprehend both who knows? It does seem like we're stuck in two minds when we're away, whereas when it, we're at home, we all seem on one page. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Johnny says, Mick was spit on. Does anybody really feel as if Matt Taylor has a clear and coherent plan on how to get out of this? Seriously, do they? Terry Femmes says, Taylor should go into the stand and watch what's happening from a bird's eye view. He did that to do a band against Cardiff. Um, that was a little while ago. Things haven't sadly improved. Um, Reg, like Tom alluded to, Tom says, my, uh, Reg says, so my problem with Matt Taylor, we don't have an identity, we don't press teams, we don't play a counter-attack, we don't get the ball out wide in the box, we don't play possession football. And I, I was just on the Just Your Football show earlier, making that's exactly what I was sort of saying, that hmm. I, I couldn't, you know, if, if under, under Paul Warren, under Steve Evans, under Neil Warnock, under Ronnie Moore, I could tell you what our identity is. It, it, yeah. that, that's the Rotherham United way. What those guys did, it was a high press, get the ball out wide, yeah, hit, the, hit the big man if needs to be up front. You'll have a bit of energy about you, a bit of, a bit of passion about you. I, I, I don't know what it is at the minute. I, even the good games when Coventry was really good, I still don't really know why it was good. I, don't, I, I still couldn't say what the plan was. We were just better than Coventry as, as it turned out. I'm really, and I wonder if that's the issue because if you don't have a necessarily an identity, you're obviously going to struggle away from home because you need you need to be on it away from home in the championship, don't you? Maybe that's an issue. You you do, and and I think I just listened to you there and, and and reading that comment from from Reg, and it's you know it's like we're almost even us as supporters don't know what we what we're gonna do or where, where to go yeah. or you know it, it seems that that feeling that we've got uh, that we've all got and we've all discussed on many occasions seems to be the feeling that we're running through the players on Sunday. Mm. You know, they, they were almost playing as if they were of the same mentality as us as supporters. Um, so which which smacks of a lack of leadership, 
Um, it smacks of a lack of direction. Um, there's a clear. It's clear to me that he that the the manager wants to play differently away from home than he does at home. Mm. I don't. I don't think anybody can dispute that. And as a result, I think when they go away from home, couple that with the lack of confidence that they've got because we're away from home, and and the massive thing that we as supporters, rightly I suppose, arguably rightly, making a big thing of, you know, it all it all sort of combines to to to, to create the perfect storm of dross, really, in terms of performance levels. So, I, I don't think. I genuinely don't think that Matt Taylor has it in his locker to be able to deal with this away form issue. I genuinely believe it. I, well, it, it, it can only be a psychological issue. Mm. It can't be anything else. It's not an ability issue. It's not a passion issue. Um, it's not an intelligence issue. Because if you're telling me that that every player that walks onto that pitch doesn't understand what's required of them, by the manager, then I'm sorry, I can't agree with that. You know, um, I think I think there's a combination of a few things, but anyway, I I don't think Matt Taylor at the moment, uh, or him, Matt Taylor and his team, shall we say, because it's not just on his shoulders; it's on the coaching team as a whole's mm. shoulders. Um, have the have the the skills in their locker to to address it. So if they don't, it's down to the players and the players have got to stand up and be counted. And on Sunday, they didn't stand up to be counted. Mm. Uh, and away at Millwall and away at Stoke, they didn't. Um, and and that's not acceptable either. You know, while they're out there on the pitch, they can they, they can do what the hell they like. They don't have to follow Matt Taylor's, um, you know, edicts about what, what you should and shouldn't be doing. Get on and play the game. Play it with some passion. But... It's just a bit of a mess at the moment. And, and the more I talk about yeah. it, the more I feel I'm talking myself or we're all talking ourselves into the same corner. Mm. Uh, yeah, And it's getting a little bit, I'll be honest, it's getting a little bit tedious. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we're going to talk about it twice a week. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, You're constantly thinking about it, aren't you? It's constantly sure. there anyway nowadays, yeah. social media. You know, as, as soon as you turn onto social media, somebody's somebody's got a point of view on it, whether you agree with it or otherwise. It's it's always there. It's kind of drip fed to you day in day out, and mm. uh, so it doesn't go away. You know, 15, 20 years ago, Sunday would be a distant memory now, but, but yeah. it's not, is it? And and maybe because of people like us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. 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 Um, Mark Gamble says I need to listen back, but I'm pretty sure he said teams like Rotherham. He didn't say teams like Rotherham. He said clubs like Rotherham. And he's done that in the last two interviews. He's said clubs like Rotherham. Um, <laughs> look, it's just a phrase. At the end of the day, it's just a But I, I don't not, like it. I know, I know, it's not, I know, I know. And, and, I know. And to be fair, you know, if, if, as, as a manager, you know, you get Neil Warnock in. Neil Warnock is not a coach. Neil no. Warnock is a manager. And he, and he will embrace that. And he will embrace that and he will run with it. And he will bring the players along with it, and that's perhaps something that where 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 Matt Taylor lacks experience in that in that regard. You mm. know, it, it can be a positive. Absolutely, it can be a positive. You know, it can fire people up, it get fire players up, get some fire in their belly. That kind of um, reputation, if you like, whatever you want, 
Um, we're not in a position where we can just discard our history, our size, what people think of us. We can't just discard that, you know, at the drop of a hat. It's mm. something that's got to be worked through if you want to get rid of it. But while it's there, use it and use it to your advantage. And I don't think he does that. Let me play devil's advocate, Tom, because again, I just mentioned I was on, the, on, the, on a show earlier and they were sort of saying that it's it funny how football changes that shouldn't Matt Taylor have credit in the bank because he's kept us up last season. He did what, again, we've not done for, for multiple years. Should Matt Taylor basically be given a more time and more leeway because of the success he brought us last season? Why, why should he be getting the stick that he's getting now because of a poor start? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have an answer, to be honest with you. That's I didn't tell you we were going to ask you that. Great question. No, that's a great <laughs> um, Yes and no. I feel like every... I feel like with... A... It's tough, isn't it? Because I, I, I can see what he's trying to do and mm. he's trying to develop the club. He's not trying to develop the team. He's trying to develop the club. He's trying to bring in players that he wants to develop that are going to be sold on for more money, therefore can be invested mm. back in. Um, but I, I just don't think... I think the team... I, I, I don't know. He's... He, I agree with the philosophy behind it. I agree with trying to control games more. I agree with when, when we're on it, we are on it. I mean, mm. everyone looks... You can just watch back that Norwich game. That is the bar. That is the benchmark that this this team should have because of the 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 players that we have and um, when everyone's fit and firing. That is the capabilities that we have. But it's it's so tough because when it's not going like that, it's going awful. There's no in between. It's either it's either high as anything or it's it's, or it's as low as anything. And as a as fans. Can you can you consistently have that? Would you rather just be consistently okay? I mean, I'm not going to dig them out here, but mm. like a like a Bristol City, you know, you know what you're getting with them. It's kind of yeah. you get a consistent performance, and they either win or they don't. And more often than not, they are you know there, <laughs> slap bang in the middle, but trying trying to push up. I feel like with us at the minute, we are here in terms of performances, trying to push up way, way, way too quick, way too soon. I feel like we need to get everything. I feel like the team is good enough to be where it is in regards to, sorry, this is just me waffling at this point, but (laughs) where the team is currently, it should not be a relegation team. Think about Mm -hmm. the players in that squad when they are all fit, when they are all playing to their capabilities, that is not a relegation threat inside, no matter what. Slap Southampton on it, slap the name, I don't know, Bristol City, Millwall on it, it is not a relegation threat inside. Whereas if you take that statement of clubs like Rotherham and put it into their heads and mm. their mentalities, especially away from home, it's like you said, Mick, it's like a psychological thing that we shouldn't be winning this game. Let's try not to lose it. Mm-hmm. And that can't happen it and whether that comes from the manager whether it comes from the reputation of the club whether it comes from the um the players themselves who knows but it's not something that is good it's not something that is productive i understand the philosophy in trying to bring that this club up but right now we need to get rid of the let's not lose this game we need to we need to think we deserve to be here therefore we are going to play how we play however that may be again yeah. we don't have an identity 
we need to focus on the fundamentals and then we can focus on the um, trying to expand as a club. I think, again, I think Taylor deserves credit because of where he's trying to take us. I just think he's running before he can he's even born yet. I think he's I think he's not got the championship experience to then say we need sorry this is good sorry this is going to sound really muddled he is he is a he is a current league 1 manager where if we had him in league 2 and he developed us up and up and up i.e. Luton we could be at a championship level with him with a club that will succeed whereas now we are at a league 1 level with a championship squad with potentially a league 1 manager therefore we are fighting above our weight to try and compete with how championship clubs are playing. Whereas you look at a Neil Warnock side and Huddersfield last year, obviously didn't do very well before he came in. He made them hard to beat by giving them an identity, by giving them a, mm. a, a kind of purpose. And he did his job, he kept them up, and then he left. Whether or not that's what you want is a matter of opinion. I personally don't want that. But I also don't want a manager who maybe isn't quite there yet if that means that we keep him and we go down and we keep him still in league one who knows but for now if we can get in again it's it's the case of getting in a new manager but yeah that's how i'd answer that question very very long-winded and very very he's shown that he can rebuild the club you look at what he did at exeter but the difference is, like Exeter in League Two, and I don't think they were ever in any doubt that they were uh, they were going to go down. They were never that, they were never that kind of team. They're always better than the sort of relegation. So you had you have almost a free hit in terms of in terms of a rebuild job. He's trying to build a club at the same time as trying to fight an yeah, incredibly that's... tough fight. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, um, and, I, and, I, and I think it comes into the the point as well that he's trying to bring in these experienced players who wouldn't usually come to a club fighting relegation, i.e. the likes of Grant Hall and Sean Morrison, who probably, if they were fit consistently, would be a middle to top end mm. championship side. Um, therefore, he's taken a risk, a risk that I think at the start of the season we all would have taken, whereas now it's looking like a pretty, pretty bad um, gamble. But again, you can say that you, you can say that, oh, we predicted this, this, that, and the other. Yeah, of course you could have, but at the same time, you, you nobody said no at the time. Everyone was yeah. so excited when Hall signed, so excited when Morrison signed. Obviously, now when you look at it, you think, Jesus, why have we done this? But hindsight is a beautiful thing. <laughs> it just um, we've got a few comments. Ian Barnes says we all know that we'd be able to change the feel of the attack, but leads not just the results on the pitch. Is Matt doing Matt Taylor doing something similar at Robin Are there any positives we can credit him with? They kept us up. I think that's a pretty big positive. Um, but go on. I, I agree. I agree with everything that's said there. I think I think that's exactly what he's trying to do. But the the, the point that that Tom just made there is running before he can walk. Mm. You know, the key, the, the absolute key to this season is to remain in this division because the financial reward at the end of it, given the new television deals and everything else, will allow him then to kick on and 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 achieve what he wants to achieve as a club. But the, the, the key to this season and the key to this season was always going to be remaining in this division. It's a hugely, hugely competitive division at the best of times. This season, it's more competitive than it's ever been, you know. And and the prize at the end of it is bigger than it's ever been. So we need to be walking before we can run. And mm. that means staying in this division. 
So we do what needs to be done. We need to be putting aside, you know, the 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 the, uh, the, the ambitions to, to to bring this club up and build it up, and you know, make it a, a team that's or a club that's respected and not not you know not either Mickey taking out of it like we have done for for years and years. You know, that's what we're used to as supporters. Um, I get all that ambition and it's great, but you need to be in a position financially to to to, to maintain that and to achieve that. And the only way that we're going to do that is to remain in this division this season. Um, so it's a, it is a question of of not running before you can walk. Let's let's just do the let's work on the job in hand, and the job in hand is improving performances and remaining in this division. I'm more than I'm I'm sure he's capable of doing that, and I just think mm. I wonder whether whether we're making too big a thing of the, about this team like Rotherham and his, his his desire to rid us of that sort of that name. I don't know whether we are, uh, but it, but. Given what's been said about the, the lack of identity and about uh, in the in the way that we perform at times, mm. there's a that tends to suggest that we're perhaps taking our eye off the ball a little bit, really. Mm. Mm. Potentially, let's move forward, mate. Let's look forward. You got Saturday. Mm. We've got a team who have changed the manager. We'll come on to that in, maybe in, maybe in a little bit. Um, how big is the game? We talked. You talked about Matt. We talked about Matt Taylor. We talked about last week. How big is this game for him and and our season? If Matt Taylor leaves tomorrow, we're still going to play out the rest of the season. Yeah. So yeah, how yeah. how big is Saturday in terms of the season? Bear in mind that QPR are below us at the moment. One of the few teams below us. Yeah, I mean it's important. It's important, and it? it's an important game for two re- for, for for two reasons. One because of the the dire performance that we've just put in away at um, at the, the other team that's below us. So it's important mm. for that reason. Uh, it's important because we're playing at a team that are below us, and we need to we need to build the gap between them and start trying to catch the ones above us. In terms, in the context of the season, you know there, there is still. I, I hate to use this phrase because I know probably people will shoot me down. But there's a hell of a long way to go, you mm. know. And and if if you were able to turn it around, and there's plenty of time to turn it around, you know, one decent run. Takes you out out of mm. at the moment. Takes you out of the relegation zone. One good run takes you out of it and away from it. Um, but that's only because of where we are at the season. At, the, at this point in the season, ten games down the line, different matter, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um, so, it, relatively speaking, it is still early. But I'm trying to be positive here. You know. No, well, yeah. I am. You know, you've got to. You, we're at a stage already where we never wanted to be. Where we are looking at, well, where can we grab some positives out of, of what we've got? And, mm-hmm. and and the positive is that it's early doors in the reasonably early doors in the season. Um, but we, you know, we 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 don't even string two performances together, let alone results. So mm-hmm. it, it's not, it's not looking a bit grim, but it's it's an important game. It's not a massive game, but it's an important game. Um, and it's important that we turn up and we perform. Well, uh, yeah. Mark Gamble says to kind of phrase it's massive. Um, I think for me, Tom, it's it's a huge game that we need to see something. I, I'm not I'm not saying I, I'm demanding that we go win on Saturday, and if we don't win two one or two 0 then it's a disaster. But I've got to see something. I've got to see something that shows that we can do this. I know it's home game, and we'll probably be all right because we were at home. But I've got if if we churn out a performance similar to Sheffield Wednesday, else even similar to Preston when we were quite poor at home to Preston, 
I mm. think it's. I think things are going to turn. If, if we concede an early goal on on Saturday, things are going to turn really potentially quite nasty. Or they're going to, it's going to be a really toxic atmosphere potentially. So from that point of view, for me, I think it's a. I think it's a huge game. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I think. If I'm being honest, Mick, I think you've understated how important this game is. I think it's huge, not only for. I, th- I do agree. I think it is early in the season, but I also think that QPR aren't going to get many wins this season. And if we're one of them, then I, I don't think that bodes very well. Um, I obviously, I know Obviously, I know we've got a long way to go, but it, I think it's confidence now. And I, I really think if we, um, if we do lose, not only do we lose those three potential points and take them off of a potential relegation rival we lose a big psychological loss. And I think we might lose Taylor as well, which I don't know how much more important Saturday gets in that regard. But then also turning it it on its head, if we do win, we take three points off of QPR, therefore a relegation rival. And we've also got six points from the last nine, therefore... Positive. Look at that. He's found a positive, potentially positive. (laughs) Look at you. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but I am. I, I do. I do tend to. <laughs> if yeah, I, I think if we, <laughs> yeah, if we win, then it's six points out of nine potential mm. points, and then we've got what would would it be Ipswich next? Would that be the next rearrange game? Ipswich at home, Watford away, then and then the break, and then it and then if it's Ipswich if if it's Ipswich at home again, fan, I, I back ourselves at home whether or not it's mm. Ipswich are a fantastic team, I think. Mm. But if if we can manage to if we get you know we could be looking at nine out of twelve or I don't know seven out of twelve or something. Let's not get ahead yeah. of ourselves, obviously. But <laughs> you get suddenly yeah. the game against Wednesday should have been a win based on not based on how we played, but based on prior uh, performances, specifically the commentary game and then um, playing against the bottom of the league who haven't scored in ten hours. Um, you're looking at well potentially that could have been nine out of nine. And then you're looking at, well, yeah. And then you're looking at, well, Christ, if that was nine out of nine, what happened at Ipswich at home? Mm. You know, it's all ifs and cuds and this, that, and the other. But if we won against Wednesday on Saturday, we would Sunday, we would not be anywhere near this conversation. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I would be, I, I would have been close to being fifty quid, you know, for the <laughs> not for the better, but you know, for charity, might be fifty quid better off. And you know, it's 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 looking at nine points out of potential nine. Mm. rather than six points out of a potential nine, if that makes any mm. sense. Mm. That's yeah. if we win. That is if we win. To put a very big positive spin on it, that's if we win. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, Mick, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if the question's going to make sort of sense, but is the performance, again, bearing around the circumstances, points are important, points is all that matters. But how much more, how much, how important is the performance on Saturday? So if we if we draw one one, but we play them off park and are really unlucky, is that still a massive step forward for you? Or if we sneak a one nil win but don't play very well, does that sort? Do you know? Do you know what I'm trying to get at? I do. Yeah, I think I think for us as supporters, the the result is everything. I think as a, from a player's perspective, it's all about the performance. Mm. You know, uh, they've got to instill some more confidence in themselves. They've got to they've got to get that belief back. They've got to get that trust in themselves and, and, and each other. Um, and if it's a one-one draw and we play play really, really well, then that's probably as good for the team and possibly mm. for the future as as, um, as 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 a win is for us as supporters. But as supporters, we want the three points because we're starting to panic. Mm. Uh, and that's I'm not saying that's unjustified, you know, given the position that we're in league. So um I don't know. I yeah. Uh, uh, Look, I, 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 three points is, is what I want on Saturday. That's what we all yeah. want, clearly. Um, and I'm sure that's what the players want. And that's what they'll go out and, and do the best to achieve. But um, it, it's whether or not that level is there. It's, it's start, it is, yeah, the writing's on the wall a little bit. It's got to be turned around one way or the other. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. If we lose, I think it's very, very bad. But if mm. we win and you put a bit of a better spin on it, yeah. Then it's it's a lot better than it was two days before, i.e. today. <laughs> but is but yeah, yeah, it's difficult isn't it? because we win one nil but unconvincing. Is that just papering over the cracks because we're at home? Yeah. Because we know there's issue we know there are issues and we and we don't see a performance to sort of show that we've they've gotten over a couple of issues, but then at the same time we're not gonna get over the issues in a week, are we? So I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean it, it, yeah. It's the away form that's the issue. It's not the home yeah. form. So if we continue the way we have done all season at home, we shouldn't have a, we shouldn't have too much of a problem. Um, you know, it, it depends what, what how the new manager bounce hits QPR. Um, you know, it's it's a bit of a it's not a great time to be playing them to be fair, but you know you, you play what's there, don't you? Yeah. Let's move forward, even more forward than Tom. Sorry, let's let's look at the, the how we're going to set up on Sunday on Saturday because against on Sunday last week he's played a four three three, and for the second time in three games he had to make a he had to make a change after half an hour because we were getting killed out wide. Um, that that didn't make it much better, but it marginally improved us defensively. What you do? What you do? What would you do? Would you go back to the five back because it's much safer? But then you lose. Maybe Fred or something like that, or do you just stick four three three because that's what we're trying to do? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. I, I I think I'd go five. I mm. think I, I I don't know players wise, but I think I'd go for a five yeah. back just because I, I I just disagree with me if you want, but I just think our wingers are. Vo- so anonymous currently, they're just not. I've been recently. They, mm. yeah, they may as well have not been there. Um, I think, I think going forward, I think Ravan is fine. I think he's good going forward. Actually, I mm. think he's solid defensively. I think, I think he's actually a very good player. Um, and I think Dexter going forward is very, very good and defensively yeah. can be found missing. Therefore, 
having a bit of extra cover won't won't go amiss with him either. And I just think it offers more than the two wingers are currently. Um, I think uh, Apaya is an impact sub. I don't think he's a starter. I think as an impact sub, he's fantastic. I think as a starter for the last two games, he's been not there. Um, I think Fred has been very, very missing uh, recently. I think he was one of, if not our star player, come the first four or five games he played. And um, yeah, he, he went missing. Um, and I think we play better with two up front, um, whether that's Nombe, Kelly, Hugo, whoever. I just think, I think whoever the two up front is, I think are better. Um, I think just they work better. We've, we seem to be more dangerous. We seem to be a bit more um, threatening. And then the midfield is 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 tough um, because mm. they are either fantastic, all of them, or they are either all dire. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I really like Christ Thierry. I think he is. Mm. I think he has to start in that midfield. But the other two, Rathbone and Cafu, I don't know. And we're going to have to see about these potential injuries and illnesses as well, because that is a yeah. that is a problem as well. Yeah, there's two more people. Well, there's one player I think that's probably out. We don't know who he is. The second player has been ill all week, so whoever he is probably won't start. Mm. Um, we'll probably need to go back through the pictures that the club have put out of the last week, see if we can work out who's not in any of the pictures. <laughs> you should probably tell us. Um, Mick, same question. Five, five, three, two. Five four one four three three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for me, I'd like to see two up front, like Tom said, um, which would which would entail us playing five across the back. And I can see I can see Ayala coming in um, mm. on 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 Saturday uh, mm. with Morris. And I suspect Peltier might be one of the people either injured or or ill. I'm not sure which. Um, he he seems to have been struggling to get ninety minutes out of him for the last. Mm. Uh, last few games, so I could see Ayala coming in for Peltier. Possibly for me, I'd be looking at, at Peltier. Uh, sorry, Ayala, Morrison, and Colin Bramall as a back three. Um, it's not but, got much pace, that though, does it? I know Cohen. One of them has. Have got enough for all three yeah. of them? Is the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. he could cover yeah, all three uh, with Revan and, uh, and 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 Dexter out there on on either yeah. on either side. Um, and then I, I want to see I want to see Akima Doffin back in there. Yeah. He has got that fight. He has got that passion, and and he and you know he will he will absolutely and then can cause problems um, at the yeah. top end of the pitch, and he can and he can defend very well as well. So uh, I, I want I want Axe back on that pitch uh, if 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 at all possible. So um, we 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 suspect. Or I suspect that QPR will come and try and play football. That's that 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 would be my guess, given given the, the given the change of manager and 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 God, I hope that they do. I really really hope that they do because you know if a team comes to New York Stadium trying to play football but lacking in confidence, we are we are going to pick them off. Mm. You said that, yeah. Just yeah. Wednesday, played a bit of football and we're Yeah, but that was a that was away from home. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, and 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 you know, had that game, had Sunday's game been played at New York Stadium, we would have won it. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Mm. Absolutely convinced. Um, and and I suspect QPR will be in a similar sort of 
boat when they when they turn up on on Sunday because we know or you and I you know, have, a, have a reasonable idea of what this new manager is going to try and achieve there. There is no way that he's going to be able to have achieved that in four days or five days or whatever it is he's been there. So um, hopefully he attempts to do it and and we, we'll, we, we, should, we should be all right. We should, assuming that the level of performance is, is consistent with the way it has been at home all season, most of the mm-hmm. season. Uh, yeah, Pamela says midfield's been struggling. Harry says, as Harry says, same as you, Mick. Uh, our Duffin Andy says Revan has to play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in 100% with that, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. The question is, and, Tom, oh, you're yeah. dropping because Rathbone has been undroppable for two years, three years, whatever he's been here. And Cafu at home has been undroppable. But I agree, Duffin's got to play. So, I, how how would you work that out? Is is it time to give Ollie a break, to give Cafu a game off? What What do you think? Um, I don't know. I might play Klukas. How about that? Oh, well, that complicates it even more. No, um, <laughs> no, you are right. It's it's tough. I think when the Rathbone's on form, I think he's so influential to the game. Mm. Um, but the the thing with with Adolphin, I I I can't see him playing in midfield. Okay. I I think he's going to play right center half. Mm. Okay. I, I don't I don't think I think if you're I think you're right about Peltier. I think he's I think he's injured or ill. And I think you can't play Morrison and Ayala together. I think that, that lacks a fair pace. And I think that's I think that's just a recipe for disaster. And they've got pace and all. They've got the good players with, with pace. So. Yeah, I just think they'll pick us off immediately. It doesn't have to it, it, it like you say, an early goal, it will take them one one ball over the top and I mean, Jesus Christ! We saw Morrison on Sunday. He's not got the legs to cover twenty meters, let alone, however, jeez, oh, it's and Ayala doesn't look any quicker. So, no, that right side of the pitch would be very, very struggling. And unless you get Dexter to sit right next to them for a little bit of pace, then I think you're struggling. And I, I just, I can't, I can't see Hacks playing centre mid. Unfortunately, I can see him playing right centre half, just, just for the pace. And if, and if it is. Ayala and Morrison and Hax does play centre mid, then fair enough. Um, I think Hax would be brilliant there, but I mm. just, I'd be scared about that lack of pace. I'd, I yeah. really, really would. Um, mm. So, yeah, my, I, I think my ideal three would be the same three, um, just purely based on availability, unless you want to, unless you swap Klukas with Cafu, because Cafu was so poor last game, I'd drop him just to show yeah. him that he isn't undroppable. Uh, is an attitude kind of thing. Um, I'd put Klukas in. I'd keep Rathbone. I'd I'd keep Tiehi in no matter what. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd keep Rathbone in, and I think I'd bring in Klukas. Um, just because when he came on, he seemed to care a little bit more than everyone else. He's on still the about him, hasn't he? Klukas. Yeah, he just he seemed... Georgie over the top was uh, was a thing of beauty as well. Mm. Yeah, he's he's a very good technical player, and he's still and he's still coming to grips with you know fitness and game time and whatnot. That I think, you know what? He might be the one who's ill or injured. Who knows? This True. could all go out the window on in two days. <laughs> but you know, I, 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 and I, yeah, I think, in, I think that midfield for me is Rathbone, Christ, and Klukas. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we'll move on to Cooper briefly. Emma Wood says we think Mick should wear the Hammerby shirts to confuse the new QPR manager. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they've had a change manager. They've gone from the football terrorists, as he's been coined, Gareth Ainsworth. To a Barcelona-born uh, uh, Marty uh, 
Sifuentas, I think is how you say it, um, <laughs> who is a, a um, we we went to the game on Sunday with somebody who is a Hamby fan, and he was telling us that he was quite happy because at the end of the season he thought he would leave because he doesn't really want him at Hamby anymore. Um, and uh, Tobias, who was also is, is also um, a Hamby fan, who, who, who people know, was very happy that this guy had left Hamby. Um, but then in the wider football community, he seems to be very very well thought of. Um, He's a non-player. He's, he's, he's never really had a career. He's a, he's a very minor career. Again, Mick, like me mentioned, me and Mick have watched a fair bit of Hammerby this season. Mm. And for, it'll be 4-3-3 if he has his way. And they like to play on the counter. They were very, Hammerby were very, are very dangerous on the counter. And they have the players like Che, who's excellent. Willock, who's excellent. They mm. have these technical players that if he, if he can imprint his, his ideas onto them, they, they, it will work. But it, if if it was easy, we would all do it. We'd all teach everybody how to play, you know, total football, tiki taka style. <laughs> it's not easy, and the message from Gareth Ainsworth to a, to this one beautiful Spanish guy, Mick, it, it's one extreme to the other, and I, I I think it could be a really good time to play him. Yeah, I do as well. I do because, as you say, he's gonna he's gonna try and imprint his his method of football um, on on QPR, obviously, right from the start. And you say, I mean, you say he's he's he's, he's well respected in football circles. So is Russell Martin, you know. True. And, and I think he's a similar type. I don't I don't think he's as extreme yeah. as Russ Martin. No, I, I don't think, think he is. No. And, and, it's and so much slander on here. So <laughs> 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 much slander. All about opinions, Tom, isn't it? Football I know football. so much. <laughs> you could have picked anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, as you as you said, Matt, we, you and I have both watched quite a lot of Hamby games this season, and there have been times when they've been dreadful. Oh yeah, um, and and they're not. They have got some quality players in there. You know, they're not. They're not. A, they're not a side of um, of, of lumpet type mm. players. Are they? You know, they are. They are. They've got some quality, and they they are up near the top of the league as well. It, it, sort of fifth or sixth, I think now. Um, but there are times when. They've they've looked and they've been very soft. We've conceded some very late very goals. soft bellies, very soft bellies. Um, so you know he's he's obviously got a lot to learn as a coach, um, and and he, and that's all. Yeah, you know, that's up to him. But I don't think he's going to have the time between when he was appointed or when he went when he started mm-hmm. there, started that job, and uh, Saturday to 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 have a massive impact on mm-hmm. uh, on how they play. So. Um, the, the the worry for me more than anything else is you know, given the quality of players that they have got, as you pointed out there, Matt. You know they they're going to have the reins have the reins taken off them that Gareth Ains was put on them for the last twelve months. Mm. Um, so that that's the only concern. It's more the sort of it's not necessarily a new manager bounce. It's a, a bounce because they got rid of the old manager that yeah. we need to be worried about. I think. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, the only thing I would say is again, watching Hamilton, watch the counter attack mm. because they they were very very good. If we concede again for another reason, if we concede an early goal, the counter attack something you can get an idea into your players quite quickly, mm. and that that's going to cause, especially with Sean Morrison and potentially Daniel Ayala as your two centre backs, if they're pushing up, and they've got I think is it Armstrong they've got as a young kid who was lightning fast, mm. so they've got they are below, they are below us, Tom. They are. Rubbish this season. They have been rubbish this season, 
but these are quality players. We mentioned Willock, Chair, Armstrong. Going forward, these have these have got something that could hurt any team in this league. Yeah, and yeah, they do. And I think they've proven that with a couple games this season where kind of their footballing brains took over and they actually played football. I think they were good and I think they were they deservedly mm. beat a couple of teams. Um because Elias Chebb starts from Morocco. I mean, he's not a slouch. Chris Willock is obviously a very good player. Um, and this Armstrong guy seems good. Um, and I, I, just, I, I think it could go one of two ways in, in regards to the technical football. I think he could come in and say, look, we're not play- scrap whatever Ainsworth told you, all of that, whatever, all of that nonsense. We're going to play this. And all the players could turn around and go, Thank Christ, this is what we've been wanting to do for the past mm. two years. Uh, sorry, but yeah, but that fool's been in charge. It could go one of two ways. It could go, it takes him a while to implement it, or they already want to play it and they already know how to play it. They've just been waiting for the man to tell them to. Mm. So it could it could go two ways. Um, hopefully it goes the, the way of, Jesus, what are we doing? We've not done this for 18 <laughs> months, but yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, you are right. No matter what style of football they play, they they have attacking dangerous players. I mean, when when we played them at their place last season, I think they deservedly won, um, comfortably they won. One one won it. We drew. We somehow drew. Victor Victor had a stormer, I think. There you go. Something I remember something about that game being that we mm. we didn't deserve it. <laughs> um, yeah, and in regard, and then um, yeah, and then and Ainsworth took over for their second game and. I think that speaks volumes because mm. he, he just he he was taking them down. I think them getting rid of him was probably perfect. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it was a good decision for them, which I'm upset about because Ainsworth was taking them down. Um, they were, and they've got quality to stay up. Unfortunately for us, mm. um, so yeah, it should be interesting. Just for anybody who thinks that Matt Taylor should be sacked, by the way, Gareth Ainsworth is available. Um, <laughs> It'll be in our price range as well. It will be. In our, sadly, it would be in our price range. Um, if he gets appointed, the IRC will be quickly deleting quite a lot of tweets mm. uh, over the last few years. Um, yeah, God. let's see what happens with that one. Um, let's go back to back to us. Mixed. We, we, I think we're all in agreement. Two two strikers. I, th- I think we're all we all want five three two for two strikers. Um, who are your two strikers? And this is the. This is the million pound question. Mm-hmm. Um, John Hugel's going to start. I think. Well, I don't think some people might drop him. I, I think. He, I think what he does is excellent. I wouldn't drop him. So then it's Georgie Kelly. Uh, Georgie Kelly, Sam Number. Technically, you could go Tom Eves if you really wanted to. Um, are you a Georgie Kelly man? Have you seen my head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a Georgie Kelly man, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you start, if you're going to start two up front, start with Georgie and um, and uh, and Hugel, assuming that Hugel's going to put the shift in that he did against Coventry and not the one he put in against Sheffield Wednesday. Former mm-hmm. club, innit? There you go. So, so yeah, so yeah, Hugel and Kelly. Definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I, for me, it'd be probably two of the first names on the team sheet after Victor. Hmm. Um, Georgie Kelly needs some game time and Georgie Kelly will score some goals. Georgie Kelly will cause problems. You mm. will not get a lacklustre, half-assed performance from Georgie Kelly. Mm. And, yeah. and, you know, hopefully that can permeate throughout some of the rest of the squad. It doesn't need to necessarily at home because we haven't had that issue. 
for, for the bulk of the time that we played at home. So, but I, I'd be I'd be giving Georgie a, a run out without a question. Mm. And for anyone who says two big strikers doesn't work, just look at Cardiff and how well they're doing with two big strikers. It does work. Mm. It doesn't matter who you are, what level of football you play. <laughs> Centre-halves do not like dealing with two big blokes who are going to give it to them all game. Put mm. them both together and they will cause issues. I completely agree with you, Mick. Mm. And, you and you don't even need him for that. Like You can chuck Nombe in there after 70 minutes or whatever and... Hope that he does something. Well, because apparently says as Kelly got sixty nine yeah. minutes in him, he doesn't need to. Yeah, does he it? If he's got forty five minutes an hour in him, or yeah. whatever, I don't yeah. see why Kelly wouldn't have no. minutes in him. Ma I think it's match minutes wise, though, isn't it? Rather than because he he does storm around the pitch. It's not like he mm. knows how. <laughs> no offense to him, but it's not like he knows how to reserve himself. He's at one hundred and ten percent constantly. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. How, how close would you be to starting Nombe, Tom? Is uh, People are starting to get frustrated when I think a little bit. But maybe more with Matt Taylor, maybe more than actually Nombe himself. Well, just, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Nombe starting? Because if, if he's not going to get started now, when's he going to start? Yeah, completely agreed. Um, and it just makes you think, could that million have gone towards a back line? Um, you know, it's, it's tough um, because you are right. If he doesn't start when it's going to crap then when does he start um and again same with kelly he needs game time when does it get to the point where you drop hugo and play kelly and mm. nombe together is that is that what works best um does he get in ahead of eves probably i don't know why i asked that question um <laughs> yeah it's i don't it's it's tough it's tough because for any footballer joining a new club to then get how many minutes must he be on now 60 70 in total Something maybe less maybe more um mm. You know, it's it's tough to get going, um, especially when it's all been sporadic. So I I don't know. I'd, I'd give him a I'd give him a start and a full full game, no matter what how the game's going. I'd give him a full game just to mm. say, do it. If you don't do it, tough. If you do do it, you know <laughs> this is what we paid all the money for. Um, mm. But at this point, I think I'm just bored of you know. <laughs> same old, same old. So I think we all yeah. are, aren't we? Stick him in, and see what happens. I put, you know what? Stick him and Appio up top. Just absolutely balls over the top, and just absolutely yeah. just run them ragged. Well, That's I a could. shot. Actually, put Appio up front. Why not? Can't yeah. remember last week, sadly. Exactly. And when he comes yeah. on, he's direct and he's to the man. Mm -hmm. You know, True. could need that. Uh, let's do some predictions, and we've got a couple of bits to cover. Mick, prediction, me please. Uh, two one, Rotherham. 2-1 Rotherham. You change it 2-0. Uh, maybe you should go back to 2-0 well, because we won 2-0. We've had a 2-0. We can, we can win 2-0 more than once. No, I appreciate that, but I'm changing until we win 2-1 now. Okay, fair enough. Tom? 2-0. 2-0. Very good. I've won 1-1. Um, yeah, can't, I can't see it being a classic. It's going to be tough to watch. Um, yeah, we were going to do Movember. I messaged Mick doing about Movember this month and Mick just laughed at me. I can't believe you... Um, so we're not going to do November, as it turns out. Me and Danny, me and Danny were up for it, um, but I felt like it needed to be a group effort, and Mick refused to do it. So what I've decided <laughs> instead is, and this is this is this is, this, this could last a year. I might regret to regret this, but I'm just I'm not going to shave until we win an away game. Oh Jesus! Uh, in the league, 
you know, if we get like stop point third round FA Cup, that don't count. Yeah, does um, it? No, I don't think you. I don't think you. I think it will. Uh, I think it'll be a tough game anyway. Well, that's true. Actually, <laughs> you could have picked anyone. Death, I'll count it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's what I'm going to do to make my life a bit more interesting. Um, <laughs> my wife will be buzzing about that. I'm sure. Um, I just very quickly want to cover the Leeds ticket situation, Mick. Just briefly, because I think it's worth talking about, and I think you've talked about it on Twitter, but the people that haven't followed me on Twitter. So this has come out. Leeds have a, what they call a reciprocal ticket arrangement, where if you agree to what they're saying, uh, uh, what they want to charge ticket prices, we'll charge the same to the away fans. But if you don't agree to what they're saying, they're going to charge you 47 quid. We've decided to charge Leeds what we charge everybody, which is £27, which is it's, it's not the lowest, obviously, um, but it's one of the lowest in the league. Leeds have said that we have not agreed to their reciprocal pricing structure, so we will, if things don't change in the next two weeks, we'll be charged 47 quid when we go to Leeds United. Now, Mick, you're older than me, more wiser than me. My understanding of reciprocal is that two people agree on a price, or agree, it's an agreement. It's not you charge what I say you're going to charge or else. That's not reciprocal, is it? Well, no, that's called bullying. Bullying. That's what it is. Bullying. That's bullying. That's what that is. So, yeah. I, I, have Leeds actually said that? Is that, is that an official statement from Leeds or is that some some 14-year-old Leeds supporter from... What, the reciprocal deal? Road? Hey? The reciprocal deal? No, the fact that they're going to they're, they're going to charge 47 quid. No, they've they've put out some of their website that the that it's the the deal has not been agreed by us. So, so what they mean by a reciprocal agreement is that they dictate the price that we can charge their supporters, and then they'll charge us the same. Yes. Well, if if I'm Tony Stewart, then I'm going forty-seven quid, mate. <laughs> not yourself out. That's a reciprocal yeah. agreement. Yeah, it is. We're what charging you 27 quid. The reciprocal reciprocal agreement to that is you charge us 27 quid. Mm. Otherwise, that's not what it is. And mm. that's not what it is. We know that's not what it is. What Leeds United are trying to do is to bully other, other teams, into other clubs, into reducing their ticket prices for their supporters. That's mm. all they're trying to do. That's all they're interested in. Because they're going to charge 47 quid for everybody else in that stand. In that away, in that homes, in their in their home section, they're not going to reduce it. So they're all going to get their money in the thirty odd thousand seat stadium. And Rotherham United, who've got an eleven thousand seat stadium, you know, it's nonsense. It's just a so-called big club just trying to trying to bully everybody else. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you can strip it where the sun doesn't shine because a reciprocal agreement is not what this is. It's just bullying. And if they want to charge us 47 quid, then for me, we should just boycott it and not buy any but any tickets to go there. Stuff them. I mean, <laughs> it won't matter to them anyway. I accept that it won't matter to them mm. um, because they'll fill it with Leeds fans. Mm. You know, they'll fill it with their football tourists. So, you know, who, let them have it as far as I'm concerned. Mm. We shouldn't be kowtowing to, to clubs. It, so if we said to them, right, well, we'll charge 26 quid, then we'll reduce it by a quid. I think it charges 26 quid. It's, uh, apparently, it's either 20, 22 quid or 20 quid is what they're trying to get, I think. Yeah. I think. Shove it. Honestly, honestly, genuinely, I agree. If, if that's how it's going to be, we should be we should be cancelling all Leeds United tickets and putting them back up to 45 quid. 
Yeah, just to put context, Reading last season had a, had did have an actual reciprocal deal where they just charged what the opposition charged. I think that some clubs agreed a £20 deal, but they just charged what the opposition was, which yeah. is the meaning of it. What I have found out is reciprocal is quite a difficult word to keep repeating. It's more um, of a negotiation, isn't it? It's not reciprocal. Well, exactly. It's not, it's not even that, Tom. It's not a negotiation, is it? No. Because they're saying we've got we're going to charge you 47 quid unless you reduce your tickets by 20%. Yeah, whatever whatever the percentage is. Mm, no. True. It's, it's 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 literally just bullying. Yeah. Genuinely, oh, if, if, you that, to, sorry, sorry. if if you want to go if you want to go to Ellen Road, then then that's absolutely fine. But it, for me, if they're going to charge you forty seven quid, I tell them it should be where the sun doesn't shine. Because it's just outrageous, mm. and and like I said, it's not uh, uh, to try and dress it up with some corporate ball about. Mm. It being a reciprocal agreement is just absolute crap. Mm. It's embarrassing, quite frankly. This won't be the last we hear of it. Uh, yeah. Tom, anything about on that particular thing? No, for about 20 seconds of mixed rant, I was like, well, they want us to charge it higher? What? And we're not? <laughs> I thought they were saying, I thought they were saying, look, you charge 47, we'll charge 47. I was like, what, we're not charging higher for it? No, yeah, I completely agree with you, Mick. I couldn't, couldn't have said it by yourself. Cool. Um, a couple of predictions. Harry says 1-0 to us. Palmer says 1-0. YouTube says 2-0. But a bit of positive results. Mike Miller says 0-0. Reg says 2-1 QPR. The positive that it's Hugel's old club. Mm. Um, Race Miller says 3-1 to QPR. Um, Phil says he's listening to listening to the guys. It's Miller's by five. <laughs> Interesting. No, um, Palmer says I won't be shaving for a year five. in terms of... <laughs> Sega, mate. No, he says listening to you guys, it's Miller's by five. I think he's calling us very optimistic. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm being optimistic. Um, uh, Mark Gamble says, well, I could ZZ top come next away win. <laughs> um, yeah. Mr. late to the party, and Mick is moaning about another Yorkshire club. At least it's not about referees, John. Well, you know, John, I know where you've been, mate. So if you, you, you are late at party, and if you just, if you, if you just, you know, throwing us away for some other Birmingham City podcast. That's that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything else, boys? Anything else we need to cover uh, before we wrap it up? Just, just pray for Saturday, I think. Pray for Saturday. <laughs> uh, thank you all for being with us tonight. If you are around Saturday, feel free to stop around after the game after, outside the memorial wall. We'll be doing the instant reaction if everyone wants to. Hop on. Um, <laughs> it should be a right laugh. That if we lose, it'll be uh, we'll have to do an extended episode potentially. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but yeah, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done already. Like this video if you are listening to iTunes or Spotify. Give us a five star rating and subscribe to wherever you're listening as well. Like I said, the instant reaction should will be out Saturday, assuming you finish it on Saturday night. Um, <laughs> and we'll be back on Sunday evening for the standard. Review game and preview of Ipswich Town on Tuesday. Um, the uh, scan report for the for from the QPR fans of W12 podcast is up. So if you want a, a bit more information about QPR, they obviously can't tell us how they thought they were going to play. We we talked the day after their appointment, so we, they didn't give us much details on the mat on the manager. But if you want to give a bit more details about financial trouble there potentially, and that's that's in there as well. I might just. I probably won't do another scout report for Ipswich because nothing's changed since two weeks ago. They're still good. We're still rubbish. It's all the same. Um, we'll see about that one. Mick, thank you very much tonight. A couple of Mick rants in there for the uh, for the purists. 
good, nice, very nice of you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. And Tom, thank you very much, mate. I'm sure, well, I hope for your sake, at least three wins comes in, but it's not looking good, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. I think I'm 50 quid out of pocket, to be honest. <laughs> thank you, everybody. We'll see you all next time and up the Millers. Up the Millers. Up the Millers. <laughs> It's a wild pass through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.